Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. much for having me in. You can tell I'm old. I got all these Bibles. All you guys carry your, your uh, electronic pieces of equipment, your iPads and all that stuff. And it's crazy when you have secretaries all your life, and now I'm, I don't have a secretary, I'm retired, so I have to do all this stuff on my own, so I'm like, man, I had it pretty good. I, I don't know why I left. So uh, if you got your Bible, go with me. If you you're, if you got your iPad, phone, or whatever, let's go to Matthew 5 together. Now, they're going to put these verses up. Now, I really do this, you know, I'm sure every preacher that comes in says this to you, but I really believe I have an assignment for you guys. That a lot of times, you know, preach good words, good messages, but I actually believe the Lord dealt with me to teach and share with you because there's a point we're going to make and then there's an action that we're going to take. So this is really honest to goodness, Scout's Honor, this is for you guys is good. Okay, I've pastored for 40 years, so I've preached so many messages pastor just like you. But I really believe with all my heart, this is a kind of a crossroad message. You're going to be affected by the word of the Lord here. Okay, here we go. We're going to start in, in Mark chapter 5. Did I say Matthew? I meant Mark. Okay, Mark 5. And we're going we're gonna to look starting uh, at verse 25. 5.25, it says this. This is the New King James. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. So she'd been, she'd, she'd been sick for a while. This is a recent problem. Verse 26, it says, And had suffered many things from many physicians. She'd spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. Now, anyone in the room, have you suffered with an illness, a disease, a situation? Maybe you were born with an ailment that exceeds 12 years. Raise your hand. If any of you in the room, have ex you've had a disease exceeded. Albert, you've had a disease that's exceeded 12 years? Okay. So, verse 27. Now, watch this. This all happens in one day. I don't want you guys to think this is a long-term Verse 27, and when she heard about Jesus, now last night the guys got together and we had a little barbecue, so think about her at the neighborhood barbecue, and they start telling some stories about Jesus, and she hears it. Watch this now. 
Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, I believe they told some healing stories about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd, touched his garment. Says, for she said. Now, the amplified version said, she said and kept saying. So the minute she heard this at the barbecue, she said, I'm going to get to Jesus. And she started to move toward Jesus in verse 28 here says, and she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall get well. Let me see what it says here. It says, verse 20, uh, let's see, 28. Are we there? If only I may touch his clothes, I'll be made well. Immediately. Everybody say Immediately. Immediately, the fountain, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, Lord, you see all these, this multitude thronging you, and you actually say, who touched me? And he looked around, now watch this, he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened in her, came and fell down before him. And she said the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, daughter, my great power has made you whole. Are you reading it? Didn't say that. Said, daughter... All the faith of all this crowd has made you whole. He didn't say that either. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I, I want to talk to you just a minute about you and how this story applies to you and applies to me. Now, just to, just a, brief, just a brief testimony. I loved your testimony about healing thinking, man, is this all being set up supernaturally for what's going to happen today at the end of this service? So, when I was seven years old, I contracted bone cancer. I went into two major surgeries. As a seven-year-old, you don't know what's happening. You just go through it. So, I go through that. I go through radiation. And the doctors tell my parents he won't live past 20. So from seven all the way to 20 years, my parents are living with this death sentence on my life that I don't, I'm not aware of. So anything I want to do in life, they're like, absolutely, because they got to cram a whole lifetime in these next 13, 14 years. You with me? Well, I didn't die at 20, but at 23. Uh, 23. You want to just get me a handheld? I noticed it's going in and out. Is it me? Is there something I'm doing? Okay. Let's go on with the story at 23. But what happened, something, ha I got born again at 18 and filled with the Holy Spirit at 18. I had this crazy desire as an 18-year-old to understand is healing for us today because I'd always been taught that miracles stopped with the last apostle. 
So I went down to the library and studied early church history, trying to find healings, and I found them. I found healings and miracles in the church. Thank you so much. If you guys want to cut this one off, then I'll go to this one. Okay, testing, testing. Can you hear me? Okay. So my wife lays hands on me, and I get healed supernaturally. I had... I not only had cancer uh, in my bones, but I had growths, tumors that came up all over my body. So we stood on Mark 16. She laid hands on me in the name of Jesus. She, we applied the blood like we sang this morning. We applied the blood in the name. And it, I wish I could tell you I got healed within the, a few days or a few hours, but it's six months later before all those tumors left. But they left. Then I went and told my parents what had happened, and they told me then that I wasn't supposed to live past 20. At 35, cancer came again to kill me. But I stood on the Word of God with my wife and a few friends, and I got healed at 35. Then at 45, it came again. I don't know if you it dealt with people, cancer patients, and I'm not saying this because this will happen, but it's not uncommon for cancer to try to reappear uh, in your body at different times of your life just to check you out to see, are you, do you still believe in the healer? And I do. And you do. And so at 45, I got healed. Now, the devil, I'm 63, and the devil hadn't messed with me since 45. He decided, I guess, I think I'm going to just stand on the Word of God. Okay? So this woman suffered 12 years. She heard about Jesus, so something happened in her soul when she was hearing those healing stories at the barbecue, and she said, look, I'm going to get to him. When I get to him, when I touch him, I'm going to get healed. She did it, and power went out. Now, we all know the power of God is the same. Jesus is said about Jesus in Hebrews 13 that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many believe he's the same? How many believe he's raised from the dead? How many believe he's alive right now? That he's never changed. See, the problem with this thing about miracles stopping with the last apostle, they didn't realize the power wasn't the apostles. The power was Jesus's. And Jesus said to them, you go to the villages and pray for people before I get there. You heal the sick. Cast out devils in my name. Remember when they came back and they said, man, Jesus, this is so cool. The devils even obey us when we use your name. Come on, somebody. So it always was Jesus, number one. Number two, he's still alive. He's not dead. So when we talk about the power of God, it's the same. In Malachi 3, God said, I am the Lord and I change not. In the book of James, it says there's no shadow of turning with God. He's, he's the same, dude. He is a consistent, the same. Everybody with me? So what happens, you guys understand electricity. We all use electricity. Probably every one of us use electricity today. Some of you want women. Some of you guys used a blow dryer. Like me, I don't need a blow dryer anymore. <laughs> Thank God I'm free from blow dryers. <laughs> but there was a day I used a blow dryer. I, I, you know, blow dry my hair. But can I tell you something? This is a really cool invention. But as cool as it is, it doesn't work unless it's what? Plugged in. 
But you know what? There's electricity flowing in this building. How do we know? Because I'm speaking with a microphone. There's lights on. There's air conditioning flowing. We know there's electricity. So here, here's some electrical outlets here. So watch this. Watch this. Well, those look closed. Let's try this over here. Maybe it's open. Can you hear it? Now, I turned it off, but it's plugged in. While it's plugged in, guess what? It usually is supposed to work. <laughs> oh, I pulled it out. As long as there's connection, we got power. But I can turn it off. So what happened was this. The electricity's flowing, but that woman tapped in with her faith. It's like me plugging this in to the wall. She plugged in. Once she plugged in, the power flowed and healed her body. How do we plug in? Through faith. How do we plug in? By faith. How do we plug in? We use our faith. Now, what were the two expressions of her faith? One, she said, she said. Amplified said she kept saying, I'm going to get to Jesus. When I get to him, when I touch him, I'm going to be made whole. And that was one expression she said. The other expression, she went and did it. She went and grabbed him against all odds. So two expressions, she did it. Now, I've got five questions for you that are huge. When you can answer these clearly in your mind, you're, you're ready to roll, okay? Let me give you the five questions out of Mark 5 I want you to answer. These are real important. Number one. Now, I, I'm going to ask you to use your brain here for a minute. Number one, did Jesus coach her to do these things? Did Jesus sit down with her and tell her, these are the things you need to do. You need to start saying. You need to start saying to yourself, when I touch him, I'm going to be healed. Did Jesus coach her to come, to touch him? Answer me, yes or no. Are y'all in agreement? Knows the right answer? Guess what? You're right. Got A plus on number one. Hey, number two. <laughs> Did Jesus attribute her healing to his power? What did he attribute her healing to? Her faith. Golly. Pastor, you didn't tell me your people were this smart. You've been teaching them the Bible, hadn't you? <laughs> Number three. Did Jesus know she was coming? Did Jesus know she was even coming? Come on, answer me, yes or no. Nope, y'all are right again. Number four. Was he aware that she had come in the crowd before he, she was healed of her affliction? Did he know she was coming? Was he aware that she was in the crowd before she touched him? Thank you, Mario. Okay, now you guys have gotten every one of them right. But can I tell you, I'm about to leave 
the reservation on this last question. I'm about to leave what religions taught you as a child. Listen, here's the fifth question, and it's the big one. It's the bomb. This is, this is the 100-point question. Did Jesus initiate her healing? Think a little bit. Did Jesus initiate it? Or did she initiate it? Who did? Are you sure? Guess what? You just made the 100-point question right. Ding, 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 ding. Carl's bad. Y'all are smart. Now, I'm going to give you two keys. This, this is going to change your life. All these things probably up to this point you've heard. I'm getting ready to leave the reservation right now. This is going to separate you in the next few minutes for, your, for, for what God wants to do in your life. Number one key. This is not a question. It's a statement. This woman created her own appointment with God. So much of Christianity, and there's truth in some of it, but it's not true all the time because it's not true in this story. That God initiates everything. Well, we need to wait on God to initiate. Well, there are certain things we do need to wait on God to initiate. But when it comes to healing, when it comes to certain promises in the Bible, we don't need to wait. We need to move. So first of all, she set her own appointment with God. Now think about it. She set the appointment. Jesus didn't even know she was around. <laughs> he didn't know she was in the crowd. He didn't know she was coming. If we would had time, we'd have looked at the context. Jesus was going to Jairus' house to heal his daughter. And before they could get to Jairus' house, this woman touches him. Power goes out of him. He said, somebody touched me. And then she came and told him the whole story. And at the conclusion of her story, he looked at her and said, Daughter, your faith made you whole of your affliction. Now, here's the second key. Here's the second key. Key number one, she created her own appointment. Key number two, she established when she would get healed. Well, I, I'm just waiting on God. She established when she was going to get healed. When? When was she going to get healed? She said it. When I touch him, I'm going to be made whole of this affliction. I'm going to get healed. She said, when I touch him. When? When did she say she was going to get healed? When she touched him. When did she get healed? We've waited on God for redemptive blessings and promises when in truth, he's waiting for us to move. Now, if you deal with God in most instances like playing checkers, in checkers, your opponent moves, then it's your move. Jesus made a move on the cross and died for us. Everything about this service, so many of the beautiful songs that were sung this morning and things that were done, things that were shared, were all shared about what Jesus has already done. Now, what's wild is in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 53, Isaiah looking towards the cross 
when the Messiah would die for our sins, said, by his stripes we are healed. Not only by his wounds and his shedding of his blood would our sins be forgiven, which is the greatest blessing, but not the only blessing. Thank God for all the benefits, as King David said in Psalm 103, I forget not all of his benefits who forgives my iniquities and who heals my diseases. Come on, somebody. Now, if you've never really been diseased and sick and, you know, lived under the shadow of death, where death has come, death has come in my life a number of times, and then pastoring people, I've been in, I've been in a hospital with people dying, I'm guaranteeing no less than 50 times. So I've been around the shadow of death. And when you get healed and you're well and you're grateful for it, it's a great benefit. It's a great blessing. So, back to, back to the story. Isaiah said, by his stripes we are healed. Then Peter, writing in the New Testament, 1 Peter 2.24, he's looking back at the cross. We've already gone through the cross. Jesus has died, raised, been raised from the dead. And Peter looked at it and said, in verse 24, he said, by whose stripes we were healed. Isaiah said, we are healed by the Messiah dying. Peter said, we've already had that happen, and by our stripes we were healed. So your healing has already been paid for by the blood sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen? So this woman, even before the cross, said this, when I touch him, I'm going to be made whole. She set her own appointment. She even set the, her own time when she would get healed. Now, even amongst people that have been taught the Bible, a lot of people that have been taught the Bible don't, don't act like that. They don't set their own appointment, number one. And number two, they don't set their own time. I know I didn't until God gave me this revelation. So, I'm at a men of iron. How many men that are in the room have been to one of the men of iron over the years? Yeah, you, you guys have been there, so... One of the elders from a church in Albuquerque came up to me on the Thursday night. You guys know they're always on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday morning. So Thursday night, he comes walking up, and there's two or three fellows with him, and he goes, I want you to pray for me right now to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I want to speak in tongues. He said, I've been prayed for by Joyce Meyer, and he goes through this litany, this list of evangelists and great people that have prayed for him, and he said, I've never spoken in tongues, but I believe I'm going to speak in tongues. You pray for me. So I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm going to be on the list too. Of people that have prayed for him and nothing happened. So I said to him, because remember now, I've got this revelation from heaven out of Mark chapter 5. So I said to him, I'm going to pray for you, bro, but I'm not praying for you today. Kind of looked at me funny. I said, I'm going to pray for you the last day of the conference. On Saturday, before we leave to all go home, I'm going to pray for you. But between now and then, you've got to do an assignment. And if you do this assignment, I'm going to tell you right now, I guarantee you'll get filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll speak in tongues. And he goes, really? I said, yep. He said, what is it? And I said, I want you to say a minimum of 100 times. On Saturday, when he lays hands on me, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I said, would you say that a hundred times in your, to yourself between now and then? 
When he lays hands on me on Saturday, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and I'm going to speak in tongues. Say it. And he said, okay. On Saturday, when he lays hands on me, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I said, you got it. Say it one more time. Say, thank you, God. Okay. On Saturday, when he lays hands on me, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and I'm going to speak in tongues. I said, you got it. Now, if you'll do it 100 times on Saturday, I'm going to ask you, did you do it at least 100 times? Now, if you do it 1,000 times, you'll get an A+. It's just beyond 100 times. He looked at me and goes, you got a deal. Saturday came. The conference is over. I'm greeting people to leave, and I'm, I've totally forgotten about that conversation. <laughs> I've had so many conversations, dealing with so many different men, so many different situations. I'm heading out. And across that old auditorium there in, in Rio Dosa in their convention center, he screams, hey, stupid, you can't leave yet. No, he didn't say stupid. He just said, hey, you can't leave yet. You got to pray for me. David, when I heard my name, I turned and looked, and when I saw him, it clicked. So I started walking toward him across that empty auditorium there because they'd moved all the chairs out. And so I'm getting closer and closer to him, and there's not that many people in there, so we can talk. And he's 50 feet from me. I said, what's going to happen to you when I lay hands on you? He goes, when you lay hands on me, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. I said, how many times have you said it? And he said, way over 100 times. I said, absolutely. What's going to happen? And I keep walking toward him. What's going to happen when I lay hands on you? And he said, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I said, okay, got to him. And I said, go ahead in the name of Jesus. Man, he took off. He took off in tongues. Don't look at me surprised. Why would you be surprised? Daughter, daughter, your faith. Too many of you are like, oh, man, I hope pastors got it this morning. I hope the evangelist has got it this morning. Some of you in this room, now, now, I, now I'm going to speak by the Spirit. Some of you in this room have been prayed for over and over and over again. For healing, for the baptism of the Spirit, and it's been, it's been a mystery to you why you haven't received. You're going to receive today. Because I want you to begin saying right now, because we're about to end the service. When he lays hands on me, I'm going to be, and you, you fill in the blank. I'm going to be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues, or I'm going to be healed of my disease. All I'm going to do is help you plug in. It's his power, not mine. But all through the scriptures, we're told to lay hands on the sick, and we're told to lay hands on, the, uh, on people for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So biblically, I'm under a biblical mandate. I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania recently, preached this, 250 adults got filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. But I'm not shocked. You know why? Because we did it just like the Bible said do it. Secondly, we had... We had Notable miracles with people that have that either were born with ailments or had carried ailments longer than the woman with the issue of blood, like Albert, more than 12 years. I came to this man 
I came to this man and he was weeping. By the time I got to him, he was weeping. When I prayed for him, he didn't fall backwards. He fell like a, like a sack of potatoes straight down. And he's a, he was a big dude. He probably weighed 275. He was probably six foot three. I mean, massive cat. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be okay with this guy. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. He goes down. So I said, his wife standing behind him, I said, okay, bro, what is going on with you? He goes, we've had six miscarriages. He said, I've been so mad at God. And he said, I've been so mad at my wife. So I looked up at her and she's weeping. And he goes, I realize, I realize God's been for me all of this time. I've been waiting on him and not trusting him. And he said, I'm just so broken that I've blamed God and I've blamed my wife. And man, I'm telling you, he was broken, guys. I said, were you up here for healing? He said, yeah, me and my wife are standing for her body to be healed so she can carry a child to full term. I said, absolutely. Come on. What's going to happen when I lay hands on you, mama? She said, when you lay hands on me, just tears. Oh, God. Just tears streaming down her face. And she said, when you lay hands on me, my womb is going to be healed and I'm going to carry a baby to term. I said, absolutely. I prayed for her. In the name of Jesus, released it. And about every fifth person I would get to, I would be compelled to go back. I'd go back to him. He's still weeping. She's still weeping. I just lay hands on him. I prayed. Of course, I prayed for 400 people that day. But about every fifth to 10 people, I'd come back, work my way back to him. They got a baby. They got a baby. One of my really great, great, great friends in Shreveport, Louisiana, his daughter was having their first baby, and she had a miscarriage. And a, a man of God that I really highly esteem came to her and said, listen, if you won't shake your fist at God, and you won't blame God, and you won't get mad at God, you don't understand it, but you, you don't blame God, God will bless you in ways that you can't even imagine down the road. Will you do it? And he, she, he looked at the husband and the wife, and they both said, we won't, we won't shake our fist at God, and we won't blame God. We'll put it in the I don't understand file, but I'm not going to blame God. Can I hear an amen? Can I tell you guys, God's shoulders are big, so you can blame him, and he can handle it. But the problem is not God. The problem is when you start blaming God, guess what happens to your faith? It's like, a, it's like a rose out in this 106 degree weather. It goes like this. And it withers. Your faith withers when you blame God because God's our source of escape. He's our source of help. He's our strengthener. He is our healer. He is our savior. And so I beg you, Jeremiah said it this way. Jeremiah, the Lord, Jeremiah was saying, God, my, 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 my wound is incurable. 
my disease is, is, is not been taken care of. And Jeremiah was blaming God, and God said, you got to get rid of, you got to separate the vile from the precious. And what I found with Christians is this very thing. If we don't separate the precious from the vile, we stay, we stay uh, in the weeds, and, and we're not able to exercise pure faith. Because what we've done is we've mixed the vial. What is the vial? The vial's that I can't trust you. You're uncertain. You're deceitful. You don't tell the truth. It may be true for other people, but it's not true for me. And what God said to Jeremiah, before I can really use you like I want to and heal you, you got to separate the precious from the vile. Can I tell you in here, the only thing that's going to stop you today if, you, if you've shaken your fist at God and said, why did you do this? So all I'm going to ask you to do is to, is to repent right now of having that attitude and say, you're my healer. And you begin to say right now, under, under your breath or just to yourself in your mind, when he touches me, how many of you would love to be healed today of whatever's ailing you right now? Albert? You too, some of you back here, you good. Guess what? You can. But can I tell you something even better? You will. This is your day. The Lord sent me here on assignment to let you release your faith, and the Lord's going to look at you and say, Daughter, son, your faith made you whole. And all I'm asking you to do is say, When he touches me, I'm going to be healed. Can I hear an amen? So, Albert, go ahead. You guys begin to say it under your breath right now. Now, secondly, some of you are like that, that elder from the Albuquerque church. You've been prayed for many times to be filled with the Spirit, and you've not spoken in tongues. I want you. Now, let me tell you this. The woman with the issue of blood heard at the barbecue, and before the day was out, she was healed. So many people want to say, this could take weeks, this could take months, this could take years. That's a lie. She set her own appointment, and she even determined when she would be healed. When? When he touches me. When I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. So listen to me. You start saying, you start saying right now, when he touches me, I'm going to be God's instrument for you. I'm going to be the plug-in for you today. And when I lay hands on you, healing's going to come and you begin to say it. Okay, you got it? So what we're going to do, I'm going to turn it over. I'm not sure, Pastor, who I turned it over to is going to end the service. I want to pray for anyone in the room that's never given your heart to Jesus. Just, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done. But what I want to do at the end of the service is I want to lay hands on you, just like I said. But I don't want to wear all the rest of you out. So if, whenever you need to go at the end of the service, just head out if you don't want prayer. Can I pray? Let me pray right now. Just bow your head with me. If you're here, I sense there's at least two people in this room right now that you've known about the Lord, you've heard about the Lord, but you've never, you've never crossed that invisible line of commitment and said, Jesus, I really want you in my heart. I really want you in my life. Can I tell you, I've served him now 
for five decades. And if I could start all over again in my young childhood, I would serve him greater than I ever did up to this point. I never regret having Jesus in my heart and in my life. He's been way better to me than I've been faithful to him. Now with your heads bowed, if you've never accepted Jesus or you want to come back to him and fully devote yourself to him, I want you to raise your hand right now. So that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift it up. There's one. There's two. There's three. Anyone else? There's four. Anyone else in this room? There's one of you I sense that needs to raise your hand and you haven't raised it yet. You're supposed to. All right. Very good in the back. Okay, everybody, everybody look up here at me. Look up here at me. Listen to me. The Bible says that if you come to Jesus, he will in no way kick you out. I don't care what sins you've committed. I don't care what your past is like. Your past is going to be completely forgiven. Pastor quoted it, and it's in the book of Psalms. That he'll take your sins as far away from you. He'll remove them as far as the east is from the west. It says he'll throw them into a sea of forgetfulness. That he will remember them no more. He's the only creature in the world that will forget anything you've ever done wrong. How many glad about that? Ooh, that's a good news. So, can we all say this together? All you that raised your hands, say this out loud. Say, Jesus. And all you, come on, all of us say it together. Jesus, come now. Save me from my sins. Make me brand new. I want to be born again. I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. And because you're alive, come now inside of me. Make your home in me. I receive you as my Savior. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Can we all clap for joy? Come on. Woo! Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love.